you want extraordinary results, you have to do extraordinary things. If you do average things and expect extraordinary results, you'd be very, very disappointed in every area of life. Empire Builders, we in our last episode, we talked about the morning routine to dominate your days and make the millies, as Pedro said. But we get so many questions from our listeners about how does the rest of your day go? What's your evening routine? How do I deal with energy slumps over the course of the day? So Pedro's and I are going to pick it up. B, what do you do after you get into the office late morning? And how do you keep your energy throughout the day? Because I see you on the go, go, go all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a great question. And we're doing this episode because so many people are asking us, like, what's a day in a life of you look like so that I could start planning my days similarly? And so we're going to share that. And if you didn't hear the episode before this, go back and listen to the episode before this where Craig and I talked about our morning routines and how we optimize our mornings to, to really dominate and win. Uh, but for me, after I work out at nine o'clock, I'll get to the office around 10 a.m., I'll shower here. And once I'm showered, my first meeting is around 11 o'clock. And at 11 o'clock, I'm meeting with my leaders, meaning I'm meeting with the, my VP of Trulene, my supplement company. I'm meeting the, with the VP of my coaching business, which is Joan, right, our Empire Systems, and the, the VP of Fit Body Bootcamp, Bryce Henson. And when I meet with my leaders, I get to keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening at the highest level in all three of the big companies. Now, once I have those meetings, I'm good. I'm done. By 12 noon, I'm done with those meetings. Now I can go and talk to individual team members if I need to. But by one o'clock, typically my coaching calls begin. Like I will always work on my business first, and this might sound selfish, but if you notice in the morning routine, I work on my business and then I go work out. And then I come here and work on my business again and serve my leaders who are going to serve my companies and, and our clients and customers and franchisees. And then by one o'clock, I'm helping my franchise or uh, my coaching clients. And someone might say, well, that's pretty selfish. Like you're using all your best energy for yourself. I am, but it's no different than when you're on the airplane. And when that airplane is going down, they go, hey, put your oxygen mask on first before helping the person next to you. If I'm not doing well, if I'm not in a good headspace, if I'm not profitable and making money, how am I going to coach you and teach you how to be productive and, and profitable and really in a good state of mind? I can't. So by one o'clock, I'll start my coaching, biz, my coaching calls. And typically that's on a Tuesday and a Thursday is my coaching calls. If it's not a Tuesday and a Thursday, then I, I don't have coaching calls. It'll be what we're doing here. Today's a Monday and we're either doing our own Empire podcast shows or I'm being interviewed for other people's shows uh, or I might just be sitting down writing more content. I realized that my 5%, the 5% of the work that I do, my trivial, uh, there's a trivial few things that I need to do or, or not, not trivial, this trivial many and-, and Vital the, few, vital few, I think. Vital few, phrase. yeah the vital few things that I need to do are really to delegate, motivate, and sell. And so I will delegate as much of the work as I can, and I will motivate my team members, and then I will have to start selling. And so selling for me is creating more content. It could be social media content. It could be writing copy. It could be writing blog posts. It could be writing whatever for Forbes, Entrepreneur Inc., um, working with my copywriters who are writing for all those different platforms. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm literally working with my coaching clients, uh, Monday, Wednesdays, 
it, it, it's all just working on our business in here at the headquarters. And I'm always making sure that I'm eating every two hours, whether it's a protein shake uh, that I'm having or I'm having uh, the Icon meals. Uh, but it's always high protein, veggies, keep the sugars and the carbs very low. And at two o'clock in the afternoon, part of my new habit is to have these, uh, these Trulene wellness shots. Um, we created these because I didn't find any kind of wellness thing out there, like the emergency packets or anything out there that really was zero sugar. And they said, hey, we're gonna spare no expense and just put the best products in there like ginger and vitamin D, B, C, turmeric, and all this great stuff. So we decided, fuck it, we're gonna do it ourselves. And we created this and we sell it on Amazon. But that aside, uh, I have one in the morning with my 30 ounces of water. I have another Trulian Wellness shot at two o'clock in the afternoon high protein, a lot of veggies. And then at night, I actually do reverse carb loading now at night when I get home. And so let me answer, ask, answer that question too. When do you get home? I'll leave headquarters. I don't have a key. Ed's right across from me right now. In fact, here's the keys to, I'm driving the truck today. I have no key to the building whatsoever. I just have a fob and that gets me through the glass doors once I'm in the building. So I have to leave with the last team member here. And I do that because otherwise I'll stay here and work all night. But I leave at five o'clock with everybody else. I'll stop at the gas station nearby and go through my phone and answer all the text messages that came in throughout the day because I'm disciplined and I don't go through my text messages throughout the day. If you texted me ever, you know this. Uh, you'll get a text message from me at around 5.30 my time, Pacific time. Then I drive up the hill and I'm home by six o'clock. When I'm home by six o'clock, I'm husband, I'm daddy, I'm fully engaged and fully focused. Um, Family and I will go catch a workout around seven o'clock. We'll work out a BK strength one more time uh, and then we'll go on a hike or we'll skip the workout because I've already worked out in the morning and we'll go on a hike. It depends really what the family wants because for me, it's just a second gym workout. But the hike is always there, at least a 3.2 mile hike, the eucalyptus loop. And we do that because it's time for us to connect. We get home, we have dinner and that dinner is where I have uh, most of my carbs. I'll have probably about 70 to 100 grams of carbs in that dinner along with protein. Watch an episode of One Thing That We Like. Currently we're watching uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. Um, Are you watching it for the second time? For the second time, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this, this last season was great, man. Just He's just so, so repulsive and I love him. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, kids go to bed by 9.30. The wife and I are in the hot tub by around 10 o'clock, 10.30, and then in bed after that. And right before I go to bed, I'll just write on my notes the things that I need to tackle tomorrow morning when I wake up, my GSD list, the two to three, four things that I need to do in the morning. I do that brain dump so my brain's not swirling around that information. And it's simple, I turn off the notifications on my phone, set my alarm for 5.30 without a snooze button and off I go. Oh, and I do take the three magnesium pills right before bed uh, to help me get into a deeper sleep. Um, and of course, I'll schlep my 30 ounces of water with me upstairs as well, typically in one of these uh, little containers here. And I share that with you because seven days a week, that's pretty much my schedule. Um, obviously, I don't take coaching calls on weekends and stuff, but I still do productive work that makes me money in the morning. The difference is the rest of the day is spent at the beach on the weekends um, or you know in the backyard or on longer hikes or we do fun little trips to, to Hollywood or wherever. Well, that's killer. And it brings it when somebody gives me a day like that, it always reminds me of Steve Jobs and how he always wore, wore the black turtleneck and Zuckerberg always wore the gray shirt. And even Obama, 
when he was president, bore the same thing he said because it reduces decision fatigue. And I'm the same. I, my breakfast is the same every single day. My lunch is the same every single day. I have a I have that now that I've got that true lean protein, I have it plus greens powder, plus a banana, plus three ice cubes, not four, three ice cubes and spinach. And I actually have a peanut butter sandwich every day for lunch. Same lunch every single day, every single day, seven days a week. And I'm like you, I'm a little more free at dinner time. And it's just, listen, I don't have time to make in all these decisions about, you know, what to have for lunch or what to make for lunch. I work at home. And it's just my days have a template to them. It's very similar to yours. It's content creation, sales copy creation in the morning. I have one meeting at seven o'clock in the morning Pacific time because all my team is on Eastern. It's our Facebook ads meeting. We have that every day, five days a week for 30 minutes. Then I take the dog to the dark dog park, come back in. I actually spend about 30 to 60 minutes helping my girlfriend Michelle with her business. And then it's back into creation. I do my workout at 11 o'clock in the morning, have lunch, and then I do my calls, podcasts in the afternoon just like you. Or every Thursday, I film videos for YouTube and some Instagram stuff in the afternoon. And that's it, clockwork, because it's basically like building a success factory, right? Like if you, if you were making physical product like the True Lean Shot or the Fit body shirts or the, the canteens or whatever it is, or rope fitness equipment, you're not like coming in and winging it every single day. It is a factory. And so that's why I'm all, I'm big on factory formula for content creation. I show people how to get 30 days of content done in three hours by building a content factory. And the more systems you have in place, the more you can crank out and scale up. You know, predictability is one of the main ingredients for financial success. And I want as much predictability in my life as possible because as entrepreneurs, there's so many elements of unpredictability that are going to happen, right? You're going to, the ad that you had the meeting about at 7 a.m. maybe got declined by 3 p.m. and you got to get on the phone and talk to your Facebook rep or something, or maybe your YouTube channel got banned. It's happened to me. I know it's happened to our friend Vince Del Monte before. You know, so the unpredictable things will happen. So you must make your day so predictable and so templated because anyone listening to this will be like, oh, that's boring. Same breakfast, same lunch, same dinner, same snack, same fucking wellness shot and protein. Yes, yes. By doing that, each of those but things. It's a different, different outcome than the person who's doing a whole bunch of different stuff. Exactly, exactly it's, right. It's called success. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Because if you're thinking, well, you know what, it looks like a beautiful day out there. I think I'm going to go and sit on the veranda of that restaurant and have a meal. You can't predict how long that server takes to bring your meal out. And if you got a call coming up, now you're stressed out trying to eat your meal. Look, you want to, if you wanted to eat on that veranda, schedule it in. And that's the other thing I want to talk about is people go, man, it doesn't seem like you guys have any spontaneity in your schedule. I don't. I schedule in spontaneity. I schedule in fun. I schedule in my surf day. And if you know anything about surfing, the waves don't necessarily work with my schedule all the time. So I will go surf like on a, on a Wednesday morning, let's say. And if I'm surfing on a Wednesday morning and the waves aren't the right size waves for me, I'm either going to learn how not to drown because they're too big or the fucking ocean's like a lake and I'm going to learn how to paddle even better. But no matter what, Wednesday morning, I'm at the beach and I'm on the board and I'm surfing if the waves are right. And so all my surf buddies are like, dude, you're, you're, you're crazy. You got to look at the, at the 
it's the wave report and the wave report will tell you it's called surfline in case you're wondering you can download surfline you can tell the waves anywhere in the world uh, for the next five days but the reality is surfing happens wednesday mornings for me so i schedule in fun i don't need spontaneity in my life business is already spontaneous enough people go how come you don't gamble when you go to vegas i make the biggest fucking gambles in business we take risks like multi-million dollar risks at times why would i do something where the odds are stacked against me when in business they're stacked in my favor. Anyhow, so that's the rant that I wanted to share. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, the, the great philosopher, I believe his name is Ronnie Coleman, once said, everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, but nobody want to lift no heavy ass weight, right? And, and so it's the same thing here. I, I always think of guys like Michael Phelps, Tiger Woods, you name it. Anybody that Tim Grover, our friend Tim Grover has trained, Kobe and MJ and uh, Dwayne Wade, everybody wants the, the results of these guys and the girls and, that are really successful, like the, the Williams sisters and tennis and so on. Everybody wants those results, but nobody's willing to do that work. And so if you're sitting there negotiating with you know, your inner weakness that, oh, I can't do that, there's no spontaneity, then you have to realize you're, you're going to sacrifice something. And you have to choose which sacrifice you are willing to make. And I'm, a, I'm on the Jim Rohn train. You know, you can sacrifice. Um, it's either going to be discipline or regret. And, and the pain of uh, regret weighs tons, but the pain of discipline only weighs ounces. And so I'd much rather have the pain of discipline going out there and be successful. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me and my life. It's about the impact that I can make. And, you know, writing books, I've written three. Yeah, you don't write books spontaneously. And, and here's another example. Like everybody looks at Stephen King. The guy writes every single morning at nine o'clock until he gets 2,000 words done. And if he's in the middle of the book, he'll write on July 4th. He'll write on Christmas Day. It doesn't matter. If he's in a book, he writes 2,000 words a day. He has a factory set up. And that's why the guy has 60, 60 New York Times bestselling books. That is a, probably one of the best examples I've ever heard, dude. And that's exactly it. The discipline of consistently doing it on his birthday, on Christmas, it doesn't matter what the thing is. And you, you'll say, yeah, but what if? And, and you, you've got to have no room for the what ifs. And what, but the people in my life think I'm crazy. Everyone who's ever done anything big and exciting and world-changing has, has been seen through the lens of crazy before. You don't think people thought Elon Musk is crazy when he tackled the electric car when really all these car manufacturers were doing it well ahead of him? But he's like, I can make a better electric car. And then, of course, he's like, you know what? We can make better rockets. They don't need to have toggle switches anymore. We can have actual rockets that have the humans can treat it like an iPad. There's a glass screen in it. And so he created space. They just did something on the weekend. They just had a rocket come back from outer space. And they've done, they've been around for 18 years now and have done more than NASA and Boeing combined. An 18 year old company. Yeah. And so when you look at his life and his schedule, it is very predictable. It is very regimented. There is no spontaneity in his schedule. And it's why he's able to accomplish so much because he, he literally has the equivalent of three days worth of work in every day that he, uh, of output because of the level of discipline. Like th my phone is blowing up, but you look at it and there's literally, I don't know, there we go. There's literally no texts on it because my notifications are turned off right now. I don't need the interruption 
of this. This is discipline. Like you want to talk about what my daily routine is? My daily routine is to not check my text messages. It is not to answer the phone when it randomly rings. If I don't recognize the number and it's not scheduled on my Google calendar by the strong and mighty Joan to, 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 to be on my calendar, I don't answer it. Because if I did, I'd be taking away, that's called time theft. I'd be taking away from my friends that I'm connecting with in that moment, or from my business that I'm, or if I'm at home and all of a sudden my phone rings, I'm taken away from my children and my, and my wife. And it's that level of discipline you need to not create time theft in areas where things want to take your time, like people calling and texting and social media pinging you because of notifications. Turn that shit off and run your day according to the outcome you want. Yeah, I have a, an entire shtick on how you become more disciplined by subtracting things, not by adding cold showers or that sort of stuff. Maybe those help, but you can become more disciplined by removing notifications, removing alcohol from your home, removing your, you know, your number one nutritional vice from your home, removing yourself from toxic environments. If you did nothing else and added no cold showers or 73 hard or whatever it is, like if you just did that, you would be a more disciplined and successful person. And then back to your comment about, you know, people might call me crazy. Listen, listen, here's a, here's a politically incorrect truth. People are already calling you names, okay? All those people who you're worried about them calling you crazy, well, maybe they're calling you lazy right now, or maybe they're calling you stupid, or maybe they're calling you a failure, or they're, listen, they're humans. They're calling you something. Why not give them something to talk about? Oof. Good one. Give them something to talk about. Yeah, give them something real to talk about instead of like petty, petty stuff about how you're not going to watch a football game. Why don't you talk about, why don't you get them like talking about how successful you are and how envious they are of you? That's, you know, because again, they are talking about you. You know, after the first year of me declining every wedding invitation and birthday party invitation and all that, everybody stopped asking me to come to all these stupid, what I consider are stupid gatherings. And I'll tell you why. Dude, if it's your wedding, I'm coming because we're friends, we've got depth, we've got whatever. But it's the cousins of the cousins of the cousins that you're only gonna see at funerals and weddings. I'm not interested. If we didn't hang out for a year, I don't need to come. And again, you're like, oh damn, that sounds harsh. Be willing to be harsh. I'm not saying be rude to them, but just decline and next time they won't invite you. Because if you didn't hang out throughout the rest of the year, you obviously don't value that person. You don't share values with that person. You really don't have anything in common with that person. Why do you feel the obligation? Why do you feel you have the duty because we were third cousins or my, I don't want to piss my parents off. Piss your parents off a little bit. Piss them off and, and live your own life because there's only one book that's written about you and it's the one that you should be writing, not someone else. Yeah, live your own life. Such great advice. Now, you know, if you're not going to weddings on the weekend, what the heck is Bedros Koulian doing on the weekend? Does he deviate from the schedule that he just shared? And so for me, it's I'll still wake up the same time. I love waking up at 5.30. And here's why. People go, why don't you sleep in on the weekends? I will get extra sleep on the weekends by taking a nap in the afternoon. And here's why you don't want to sleep in on a weekend. And anyone tells you it's okay to sleep in on a weekend is a loser. And I'm going to tell you the why. Simply put, if I sleep in on a Saturday and I sleep in on a Sunday, then Monday, arguably the busiest day of the week that's most unpredictable for entrepreneurs and has the highest call-in sick days of employees, Monday, you're going to have a hard time waking up. Do you really want the odds stacked against you on a Monday morning? No, man. I want the odds in my favor. So Saturday and Sunday, 
I'm not drinking heavily. I'm not doing any of this stuff to, I'm not, I don't want to wake up hungover on Monday. I don't want to wake up at 5.30 after having woken up at 8 a.m. the last two days. And so I would rather take a nap in the afternoon on a Sunday than sleep in. So I would still wake up at 5.30, still go through my morning routine. The only difference is after nine, the 9 a.m. workout, and again, if you haven't, uh, if you don't know our morning routine, listen to the episode right before this. But after my 9 a.m. workout, that's where things work stops, and now it's time with the, with the family, and we're either going to the beach or we're doing something fun in the backyard in the pool. We'll play Marco Polo for hours in the water, uh, whatever it might be. But it's family time now. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was a young trainer. I was a good boy six days of the week, and then I'd stay out till my bedtime or my wake-up time on Saturday night. And it wasn't until Wednesday, sometimes Thursday morning, when I'd finally feel normal again. And now that's an extreme example, but if you're getting off by a couple of hours, it takes, it's very difficult Sunday night for you to fall asleep, and you're not fresh on Monday morning. So there's, there's always two sides to the not hitting the snooze, there's the physiological and the psychological. You talk a lot about the psychological. You tell your hopes and dreams that they're waiting, and that's an insult to them. There's also, like, if you hit snooze, you're getting 10 minutes of crappier sleep, and it actually makes you more tired. Same with the week, you know, the weekends. If you sleep in, and then on Monday morning, you're dragging your butt both psychologically and physiologically. That's why these routines are so, so powerful. And I love the Saturday morning work. I really believe that on Saturday morning, you're going to be more creative and productive because you not only is nobody bothering you, like at six o'clock in the morning, Monday through Friday, yeah, nobody's bothering you, but you know they're going to bother you soon. And Saturday morning, you have the extra added benefit that you know no one's going to bother you. So you feel looser. You're going to write your best copy. I've written some of my best book chapters, had some of my best creative thinking on a Saturday morning, and I... I almost say it's mandatory for every entrepreneur to work Saturday morning, unless they're on holiday, but to work that hour and a half on a Saturday morning will almost give you an extra full day of work. And that's how you leave the competition behind. Yep. That's exactly it. Because we look at that 52 weeks in a year. Holy crap. That is so much forward traction compared to your competition. So other than that, does, does your evening part of your weekend change at all, Craigie? No, not for me. Um, you know, we, we probably will go out for dinner on the weekend and, you know, for visiting Michelle's grandparents, you know, we might get home a little bit later, but I actually get more sleep on the weekend. I think it's easier for me to go to bed early on the weekend than it is for me to go to bed early every single night of the week and get up at the same time every single day. I'm very fortunate that Michelle's an early bird too. She goes to bed early. We get up early. So, you know, all those people used to say, oh, you'll never find a girl who will go to sleep at those crazy hours. Well, found her. So suck it. And uh, dinner early like you do too? Yeah. Yeah. So like as soon as this thing's done, we'll probably have dinner at like five (laughs) o'clock. I love that. A late lunch for dinner. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. And, And so it's really good. And then on Saturday morning, I do a huge writing session. Saturday afternoon is like my really free time because on Sunday I'm planning for the week ahead and I do a lot of client check-ins on Sunday. I really love that. So we, we just plan. We're going to do our day trip on Saturday afternoon, that sort of stuff. And then we've recently got a meal prep service. They show up Sunday morning. So we have all the meals. We do our shopping on the weekend for any groceries. Just a nice routine. I actually go to a CrossFit gym here in Vancouver 
on Sunday mornings. I have my Sunday morning workout routine. But I just, I don't like do the CrossFit thing. I do like whatever workout. You wear your socks really high up with short shorts? Yeah, yeah. And I have, I have really, really high socks. Absolutely. They're caffeine and kilos socks. <laughs> Shout out to Danny Lair. Danny! Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that is pretty much it. And, you know, we brainstorm and we think big on the weekend because we don't have the kind of reactive work stuff. So everybody listening, the big takeaways that you can have for your weekend are to stick to it as closely as possible. And if here's the one thing that I learned, B, is that if you do stay up later on the weekend, don't sacrifice that wake up time. Have that nap, have that nap or go to bed earlier the next night, but don't get out of the morning wake up time because that's where you're going to screw up the uh, circadian rhythm and the diurnal cycle. And you're going to be off and really, really dragging your butt on Monday and Tuesday. There it is. And it boils down to obviously having a predictable process and it's all backed by discipline. That's it. If there's no discipline, then you're able to get talked out of all of this stuff by friends, family, spouse, whoever. And, uh, yeah, and, I, and one little phrase that I always say to people, if you want extraordinary results, you have to do extraordinary things. If you do average things and expect extraordinary results, you'd be very, very disappointed in every area of life. Amen. And to that point, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for watching and listening to this episode of The Empire Show. Make sure to leave us a five-star review. Share this episode by doing a screen capture and sharing it on social media. Tag me and tag Craig and tag the three people who need to listen to this episode. And as always, don't forget to tell your mama.